Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Doug and Renee. Married Life. Hello. Hello. (laughs) You're so... (laughs) Doug... And Renee. Married life. Married life. You don't have a song? I don't have a song to sing Man, to the anyway. people. There you go. I don't have a song or a church or a steeple. <laughs> a church or what? A steeple. <laughs> that was the only thing I could think of that rhymed with people. <laughs> okay. Righty, that he he all he needed me to have some kind of rhyme, so I figured I threw that in. Yeah, because what you what you call it the last last time with a ditty, and I actually looked. Oh, you told me that's what it is. A it's ditty. a ditty. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't have a ditty every week. You need you to know? have a ditty every week. Sometimes God uses us in a different way, and it doesn't mean we have to rhyme with everything we say. Just because my name is Renee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. You need to have a ditty every week. <laughs> there you go. I just gave you one. All right. That's for this week. Next week, I'll be looking for another ditty. All right. Well, you keep looking. <laughs> this is the first Sunday in the month of June. This is the beginning of June. <laughs> it's the first Sunday. What are you talking about? People don't always listen to it. No, on we're, Sunday. Record, we're recording on the first Sunday in the month of June. Okay, but somebody might listen to it on a Monday, on a Thursday, on a Friday. So I'm just like, it's the first week of June. We're recording this <laughs> on the first Sunday in the month of June of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, year 2022. <laughs> <laughs> on this Pentecost Sunday. Oh, this. This is Pentecost Sunday. Yes, uh, it is, dear. Okay. Let you know I ain't pay attention to that. Oh, Lord, help him. But we have a new topic. We do. Beginning of the month. And we are going to talk about love. And happiness. Happiness. Love and happiness. Yeah. Something that can make you do wrong. Make you do right. Yeah. Love. Couldn't stop it. I just felt it. I just felt it. and happiness. That was Al Green. No, right then that was me. That was Renee. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> anyway, we want to talk about love and happiness. All right. So when you first brought this to my attention, this topic. Some time ago. Some time ago. I might add. Yeah, because we do one topic a month. So we couldn't just interrupt the other topics. Uh, We could have. We could have. It was just something that dropped in my spirit. This was a couple of months ago. So you're saying you don't want to keep one topic a month going forward? I'm saying we yield ourselves to whatever the Lord have us to do. And if he has us interrupt a topic that we think we're supposed to talk on because he wants us to talk about something else, 
then so be it, right? Okay. All right. Not our will, but his will be done. All right. So we just had a production meeting during the podcast. There we go. There we go. Love and happiness. So when you you brought this to my attention, one of the first things I thought of was there's a big difference between love and lust. That was the first thing I thought of. Okay. I think there's a big difference between love and happiness, too. Well, yeah, okay. but we, but you asked me. Well, you actually you didn't even ask me. I didn't ask, ask you anything. You didn't ask me anything. Okay, <laughs> carry on. Well, when you when you love, I'm I was trying to separate love and happiness. I, I got will you. get to happiness. There's there's a big difference between love and happiness. Happy, joy, love, lust. So we'll I'm pretty sure we'll get all into that at some point in time in the next week or so. But scripture wise, scripture wise, when I was thinking love, you know, and we all know God is love, Jesus is love. But when I, the first scripture that came to my mind was in John 21 and 15 through 17 in the New Living Translation, because Jesus asked Peter, you know, do you love me? Mm-hmm. And he asked him that three twi- three times, excuse me, you know, and and you know we went to church and we we heard Simon, son of John, and how oh never heard that before, but you know three times why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I didn't know if you were going to expound on it because everybody wasn't at church with us. They should have been. We heard that story. They okay, should have been. Okay, that's why I chuckled. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> should have came to church with us. Um, so Jesus asked. Uh, Peter, he said, do you love me? And he asked him that three times. Do you love me? Simon, do you love me? Um, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was like, yeah, Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. So here's the kicker. Jesus said, if you love me, then you'll feed my sheep. You'll keep my commandments. Certain translations, it says, keep my commandments. Other translations says, feed my sheep. And the New Living Translation says, feed my sheep. And so I thought about that from the from the aspect of marriage. If you love your spouse, how do you keep God's commandments in your marriage? You know, hold on, let me let me rephrase. If you say if God is asking you husband, wife, do you love me? Then he's saying keep my commandments. So how does that factor in or how do you how do you Put that into your marriage, the context of marriage. Tied it into your marriage. Yeah. You love, honor, cherish, all those things we talked about in, in marriage. That's how you keep God's commandment. That's how you feed his sheep when it comes to marriage. It's that I treat you the way God would want me to treat you. Right. I'm not saying I get it right all the time. Lord knows I'm not saying that. But you ain't got to make that face. Um, I'm waiting oh. for you because my thoughts. I'm, it, I, I agree with you. You get <laughs> you it right sometimes oh. and you get, don't get it right. Oh. And, and the same with me. I get it right sometimes and sometimes okay. I don't. Most of the time I do, but sometimes I don't. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so if I love the Lord and I do, then my first, as a husband, my first priority 
is after my relationship with God is you. I need to make sure I'm treating you properly, how the Bible says it. And so when Jesus was asking Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Then feed my sheep. Then I'm supposed to, as as the husband, you know, spiritual head of this house, I'm supposed to feed you and make sure that you are okay. You know mm-hmm. what I can do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not try so, to be God. I can't be God, but I can right. be the best version of Doug for you that yes. I can be. And when he says feed, he's not talking about physical food. He's talking about spiritual food. Mm-hmm. Feed my sheep, my my word, feed my sheep what you know about me so that they'll be drawn to me. And in your life example of marriage, you should be feeding me spiritually, not just physically. Then I'm not going to get the ice cream. So, <laughs> that's outside of this podcast topic. Okay. All righty. But when you was talking about this, I'm just going to veer a little bit from what you were saying. I think it's interesting here that Jesus, who is God, who is omniscient, which means all-knowing, asks Peter, do you love me? Jesus knew the answer to the question, so basically it was rhetorical. Mm -hmm. And I think in marriage, you know your spouse loves you. Now, they may not exemplify it in the way that you would like for them to, but you know that they love you. Yeah. You should know that they love you. And so I know sometimes even, even uh, us, but joking around, we'll say, do you love me? Or I didn't hear you tell me you love me today. You know, just in, in joking around, but I know that Douglas loves me. I know that he knows that I love him Mm -hmm. and that we love each other. But that doesn't always equate to happiness. Yeah. So, and we've had people tell us this, or we've heard people say this, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Where's that in the Bible? I'm I'm still (laughs) waiting for somebody to show me where there is a difference between you love somebody, but you're not in love with what? What does that mean? In the context of marriage. In the context of marriage. Yeah. In the con- it, yeah, uh, or relationship. And mm-hmm. you know, I love them, but I'm not in love with them anymore. What What does that mean? You just don't like them today? Okay, you still love them. Yeah. Because there are days, and I'll put myself under the bus, so I'm not picking on Doug. Um, that I know that. Douglas, I know he loves me every day, but he don't like me every day. I get on his nerves. I drive him crazy. Um, he probably questioned God. Is she the one or should I look for another? Um, but After 35 years now, I don't question. You, thank you. Um, I like the hope so. But... But you notice he's, you know he said he didn't <laughs> you know notice he said he didn't question it. He didn't say anything about the part, oh, I like you every day. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Um, because let's keep it real. If you being honest with yourself, you don't like yourself every day. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that we all say, oh, I I could do better, I need to do better, I want to do better. But I know that Douglas loves me, but that doesn't mean that every day in our journey 
that we're going to be happy because there are days where he doesn't like me. And that whole in love, I love him, period, point blank, drop the mic. Okay. <laughs> we're doing the podcast you can't drop the mic well, well the, the, I know what you the metaphoric I know what you mean. microphone but there's there's a difference would you say there's a difference between love and like because there to, to say there are certain days that I don't like you or there are certain days you don't like me but there could be certain days where a person where you just don't like yourself mm-hmm. you know you don't want to be bothered with yourself mm-hmm and so if, if you have those days where you don't want to be bothered with you, you know you're going to have days where your spouse doesn't want to be bothered with you. That That's just being, you know, as you say, we just keep it. Keep it real and keep it raw. Yeah. Some days you don't like you and you may not like things you do, things you say, get on your own nerves. And then before you know it, you know, you mad at yourself. No, I'm just joking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) hey sometimes you probably are but you know my saying everywhere you go there you are can't get away from you yeah there you are so coming back to the script but my but my thing is what's your thing if you don't like you sometimes then how do you expect your spouse to always like like you Mm. if you know there are things that you would like to change about yourself, how do you think that is interpreted to your spouse? Pretty sure there are probably things, and it might be something different. The things you don't like about yourself may not be the things that they dislike about you or makes them unhappy, but it doesn't mean they don't love you. So why don't you change those things about yourself? Not saying you, but why wouldn't someone change those things about themselves if they don't like themselves, like those certain aspects of their life or their behavior? Some people just don't know how to. If you've always been a certain way, Mm -hmm. you were raised a certain way, you always did things a certain way, you you have to be introduced to a different way of thinking, a different way of doing things. And that's going to come from exposure, exposure to books, exposure to maybe a counselor, um, a therapist. Um, In some cases, your spouse is going to make suggestions that may feel like they go against the grain, but your spouse may make suggestions that will, should kind of nudge you to doing things differently. And I think that's how you and I have changed through the years. Because, what? what? Say it ain't so. It's so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've changed through the years. And I think a lot of that is due in part to what we've experienced in our life and then having one another to... You know, the the Bible says iron sharpeneth iron. Mm-hmm. And I think that the areas where you're strong are areas where I'm not as strong. I don't like using the word weak. It has such a negative connotation. So the areas where I'm not as strong, you help me to recognize that. And sometimes in doing so, it makes me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. or as my mama would say, uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) and I think 
initially it doesn't feel good, but it's helped me to change. Now I'm not saying I'm perfect by any stretch of the imagination, um, but I think that's what helps people to change your spouse. God will use your spouse. But if you recognize you have an issue, um, knowing is half the battle. Mm -hmm. And I think after, once you know it, once you recognize it, then it's up to you to take the necessary steps to do something about it. Go to school, read a book, um, do be intentional. Like we just talked about in the previous, um, podcast topic about making a change. I was going to say, pray, pray about it. Ask God to help you in that area. Excellent answer. And because we love each other, we want to change for each other. There are certain things that we want to do because now there's because we love each other. And if there are certain things I do that just get on your nerves, okay, I'm going to try to stop doing it, or I'll try to, you know, keep it to a minimum, or I'll try to change, you know, to the best of my ability. And you vice versa, because we've been married 35 years. So we we've changed for each other because we love each other. And I think coming back to this scripture, coming back to the topic, love is an action word. And so love is something you have to put into motion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I can't just say I love you and not have any action behind it any kind of way. So for our our spouses out there who are listening to us, you should be doing something um, that shows your spouse that you love them. And one of the ways we've talked about this many, many podcasts ago is knowing your spouse's love language. How do they receive love? Not you, (laughs) the person, you know, we, we give we give love the way we want to receive it. Right. But, just out of habit. Yeah, just out of habit. But if you really think about it and you really want to show your spouse that you love them, then if your spouse's love language is not um, receiving service. gifts or okay. acts of, re- <laughs> receiving gifts, mm-hmm. then you won't go buy a $1,000 tennis bracelet saying, well, I, I bought you this. Not to say they won't appreciate it, mm-hmm. but their, their love language is not receiving gifts. Right. So It you, might be quality time, and you're not spending time with them. You're just buying them gifts, and that's not going to meet their needs. That, yeah, that does not hit them, hit, hit them at, their, at their love tank. So yeah. then you get all frustrated because you're not, you didn't get the response you thought you were going to get when the, when the, when the reality is, excuse me, that... You're not, you're not filling their love tank. You like receiving gifts, but your spouse doesn't. So you, you have to spend time with them, understand what their love language is, and fill their love language with that tank the way they want, you know, the way they receive love. And so that, that's what I was thinking, you know, love and happiness. Again, difference between love and lust. And I've heard this um quite a few things, quite a, quite a few different ways. But love is I care about your feelings. And to me, this is my definition of love, Doug, one-on-one. I care about your feelings and I want your needs met. When it comes to lust, I don't care about your feelings. I just want my needs met, which may be at the expense of your feelings. Mm. So 
single people who are out there listening, even our married folks who are out there listening, you know, when you love someone, you want, you, you're concerned about their feelings. You want to meet their needs. You want to be selfless. Selfless love is, I don't know, what's that? You, you know what that is, CBI. Filet, filet, filet. Oh, that's brotherly. That's brotherly what's love. The, what's the other one? I put you on the spot. Never mind. You, you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Agape. The God, Agape. God, God kind of love. Yeah. I just, I just love you. And I want, I want to see your needs met. It's all about you. And you, and, they, and you have to be careful with this because we're human. And you don't, I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't know everybody, obviously. There's like one or two people I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) okay, (laughs) well, that's how some people think. Sidebar: Some people think you know everybody knows we're going through a situation. Everybody doesn't even know you. You know the devil put that in your head about everybody knows we're going through this. Everybody knows we're going through that. Everybody does not know you, so everybody doesn't know your situation. Even if you told a couple of people, you know, all you gotta do is sit on a different side of church, and nobody really knows you on that side of church. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was just helping somebody. I was just helping them. Very good. Just back to our... If I love you, I'm concerned about you as a person. I'm concerned about your feelings. You know, I know I can't do it all, but I have to be careful also, especially people who are givers. They're always giving, 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 giving. And you also have to be able to receive you know, somebody doing something nice for you. So just be careful, be mindful of that. For those of you who are just naturally, you're a giver. You'll give people a shirt off your back. You'll give them your last dollar, you know, all those things. But you just have to be very careful about that because yeah. you're always giving. Having a balance. The The scripture that comes to mind, um, as they say in, in church, a very familiar passage of scripture in John 3.16, is our best example of love. God so loved the world that he gave. And we could just stop there. That Mm -hmm. tells you right there that it's an action word. But he says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But that first sentence, God so loved the world, he gave. So, Giving your spouse you is a demonstration of love. Giving your spouse what they need and not what you think they need is a demonstration of love. Giving them um, the love in their love language, as Doug mentioned, is what's going to fill. I love that term you use, is going to fill their love tank. Because your tank can feel empty. And that's when people use the term, I'm not in love, because their tank is empty. And it's um, because something is missing. There, there is a, a void or an emptiness mm-hmm. that hasn't been fulfilled. You haven't given, as the scripture says, God so loved the world he gave. You haven't given them what they needed to feel loved by you. And although you may be saying it, Although you may be doing things that you think demonstrate it, it does not, it's not received as love mm-hmm. to them. Um, and you use the, the perfect example. And it's something that we had to learn in our marriage, our love language. And 
as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we both have changed through the years. Mm -hmm. And because we've changed, our love language has changed and shifted uh, somewhat. And just to help our audience, I want to give them what the five love languages, and you may need to help me Uh um, remember them. Well, we said we know two. So one is acts of kindness, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, acts acts of of service. service. Gifts, uh, receiving giving, gifts. receiving gifts, quality time, quality time, personal touch, or physical touch. That's mm-hmm. what it's called, and words of affirmation. There you go. All right. So those are the five love languages, and they have a quiz online. You can actually Google the five love languages quiz. If you're not sure what your love language is, I'm pretty sure you won't be surprised. It's a really quick quiz that gives you 10 questions. It's free. And you can find out what your love language is. Mm -hmm. And maybe this will be a good um, thing for you and your activity for you and your spouse to do this week is to both take the quiz and then sit down and have a conversation about it and then identify um, ways that you could start demonstrating your love yes. towards your spouse in their love language. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you have different love languages, it's not easy. And usually, <laughs> you, usually you have a, um, a primary and a secondary one. Um, so mine is words of affirmation. Yes, Lord. Uh, whether it's um, positive feedback or saying thank you or um, saying you did a good job, or, you know, anything that affirms, and and quite the contrary, if someone says something negative, words are just very powerful to me. I hear every word. Um, So for Doug, because his is different. (laughs) You what? I tune you out, because I'm not a words of affirmation. Yeah, but I'm saying, well, I'm dang, saying, he just told y'all he saying, tuned me out. I'm not saying I tune you out. <laughs> <laughs> I tune people out because their words aren't Be- as powerful to me as they are to you because I'm not a words of affirmation person. And your love language is? You tell me. Physical touch. There you go. Um, and so I don't mind physical touch, but yeah, I... Yeah, you do. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a hugger, but that's it. Give me a hug. <laughs> give me a kiss. All right. Um, um, too too much touch. I'm mm-hmm. like, where are we going with this? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to cook right now. What you, what you doing? <laughs> Let's keep it 100. With y'all. What you doing back there? What you doing? What you doing back there, Bruh, I'm trying to cook right now. We ain't doing this right now. And I'm trying to cook too. <laughs> Because <laughs> you love me, <laughs> but you is an empty house. Is it? Anyway, go ahead. Oh I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. another another topic for another okay. podcast. Um, but I, it's important to know your spouse's love language, and it's going. You're going to have to be purposeful and intentional mm-hmm. about uh, using it. You might be somebody who you're a tightwad, and you don't want to spend money. But your spouse's love language is receiving gifts. It, and, and let me help you out. If their love language is receiving gifts and you don't like spending a lot of money, that doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of money. Exactly. 
There are things you can do. There are things you could buy that yep. don't cost a lot of money. Things you can make. And some, I was going to say, you sometimes receiving a gift is a handwritten note mm-hmm. or a card or yep. a poem or, you know, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It could be a single rose. It could be a piece of chocolate, a, a piece yeah. of chocolate, a, of their favorite piece of candy or whatever it is, um, or bringing home their their favorite meal and saying, don't worry about cooking. I got you covered. You know, it just it, it you have to be creative again. You have to be intentional. And it's not easy because it's not natural if it's not your love language. But that's what love is, is give and take and not just take, take, take. And long as I'm, my needs are being met, that's not what love is. And come, I want to come back to the scripture, John 21, 15 and 17, when Jesus was talking to Peter, he said, you know, you love me, love me, love me. Then he said, then feed my sheep. And what God just dropped in my spirit was that's a progressive term, feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. That means when they're hungry, you got to feed them. I can't tell you when, just like if you have children, your children, hey, I'm hungry. Okay, you feed them. Mm-hmm. So if your love tank is empty, you got to feed feed your spouse mm-hmm. their love, their love language. They're, right. they're, you got to fill up their love tank. And you have to, that is a continuous process. You can't just say, oh, I, I bought you something last week. You know, you should be good for a month. You know, you have to, <laughs> if their love language is receiving gifts, if their love language is right. words, words of affirmation like yours is, I'm not a talker like you are, not just generally speaking, but I have to make myself talk. I have to get out of my comfort zone because I know that's your love language. So I have to, as Jesus said, feed my sheep. So when you, when you need your tank fill, not, not necessarily when you need it filled, but I need to affirm you words of affirmation on a consistent basis because that's part of feeding my sheep. Right. The term that came to mind when you were saying that is feed the meter. Feed the meter. So I don't know. We have people who listen all over the world, but I know here in America, um, they have meters. If you're in a, in a city and you park your car there and you have a limit on, you know, it's two hours and you have to go back to that meter so you don't get a ticket or get told, um, get your car told if you don't constantly put money mm-hmm. in that meter. And that's the thing that came to my mind is that you have to feed their love meter because it'll start running down and you have to let them know that they're loved and that will help to make them happy. And we'll finish this next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.